0: You're listening to a podcast from Red Sea Church, a community of faith in Portland, Oregon, whose mission is to draw to Christ, develop in community, and to pull away into culture.
1: How's that? Um, just it's a great it's it's a we took a risk on Having on a low attendance Sunday to have a special celebration. And that's what we're doing. It's a family gathering. It's the fifth Sunday of the month. But we decided, even though it's a holiday weekend, that we would gather and we're going to celebrate. Part of our mission, as you know, if you're members of Red Sea, to draw to Christ, developing community, and deploying the culture, to developing community is celebration. And we're we're celebrating what God's doing in us and through us. And I think it's I'm just thankful to the Lord that we're doing that the last day of 2017 with some milestones in Red Sea. As you know, earlier this year, we introduced membership for the first time at Red Sea. We had our, in November or December sometime, we had our first official membership meeting. We would pass the budget, uh, affirmed the budget, I should say, and we affirmed Chris as an elder. We'll be talking about that in a second. Um, but we're ending this year on a, on a high note in two ways. One is we're going to affirm some more members. We've had other people who have re- requested membership at Red Sea. So on the last day of the year, we're going to, as members, we're going to affirm them. And then, uh, then we're going to, uh, since uh, Chris has already been uh, affirmed publicly, officially, I should say, we are going to now install him. We're going to pray for him, commission him, and do those kind of things. But the first thing we need to do is we need to have our quickest membership meeting in history. And, and, since, it's, and, and since it's our only second one, it's not hard to beat, okay? Okay. So what we're going to do is this. We've already been affirmed that we have a quorum of members here. That's part of our bylaws. We have to have a quorum. We do. And what we do is we have, we have four people who have requested membership. We have Eric McLellan right here, his wife Cecilia right there. Uh, L- Logan Cooper is in the back over here. And Brandon, unfortunately, uh, Brandon Victor, unfortunately, has to work today. Uh, so he's not here. But those four people have requested. We've talked to them. And so as members of C, we are going to affirm them. So what I'm going to do, there's no discussion. And what, just to be clear, they're not going to talk about it. You've had weeks to tell us about it as elders. We said, hey, you want to talk to us? We've been here. That size is done. I'm going to now just really quickly say, ask the members, if you're a member of Red Sea and you know who you are, we're going to ask you to raise, we do this publicly, there's no secret ballots here, we're going to ask you to raise your hand and say, um, all those in, uh, who affirm these people, And I'm going to do them as a group, okay, um, a little less it's awkward, already, it's already awkward, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's already awkward that we're doing it publicly, but that's the way it should be done. There's no secretness here. But we're gonna do them all. I read those names off, it's those four, and we're gonna ask that you affirm them. And then I'm gonna ask if you oppose that membership, the same sign, and you can raise your hand and say aye, okay? Then we're done. You guys following me? Okay. Although if you're a member of Red C and I have read off their names, Eric, Cecilia, Logan, and Brandon, we want we as elders are putting them forth to you, recommending that they be affirmed as members of Red Sea. If you are a member and you agree, affirm by sa- raising your hand and saying "I, Aye. Okay. If you oppose, same sign. Okay. The eyes have it. Okay. Congratulations. Okay. I saw that, Theo. Okay, I'm going to ask Eric and Cecilia to come up, and Logan, why don't you guys come up, just real quick, I'm not going to embarrass you, you don't have to say anything, okay, I just want to, um, we, have, we have copies of the membership covenant uh, that we give to you all, if you are a member, you've had this, the elders are signing it, actually we need to get Chris to sign it when we're done today, so I need it back, um, um, and then so Eric, this is yours, Cecilia, this is yours, and, and Logan, this is yours. Congratulations! Welcome to the family. You guys can have a seat. The second part of this is the affirmation of, of Chris as an elder, um, and I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna say just a few words about what eldering is, and then and then Josh is gonna say a few words, and then Chris is. So all three elders are gonna preach this morning. So, and then you're gonna then you're gonna need nourishment when we're done. Okay. So, okay. I just want to share just very briefly. Sometimes we want to, uh, we want to make sure people are clear with what elders do. Uh, and I'm not going to give you the whole thing. I'm just going to list some things. But I just want to, I want to emphasize something. At, we at Red Sea are slightly different than a lot of other churches, and we don't have a lead pastor. We don't, we don't use that vocabulary. We have a plurality of elders. Our polity, our government is elder-led, congregationally affirmed. We just did that. Okay? That's how we do it. If you've been around for a while, it's not new. As we've always been running that way. In other churches, it's kind of new. But where did we get this? And in a numerous passages, we could turn to. But well, I was just reading recently in Book of Acts in chapter 14, where Paul was going around to the different cities and he was preaching, and, and he was he was uh, he was actually stoned, and, and he got up and he went back in the city, and then he kept going, and it says that he made disciples in many. He and Barnabas made disciples in many cities. And then they turned around in reverse direction and went back to the cities where they had raised up disciples, believers in Christ. And, then, and, they, and they went back and they encouraged them, the people, the church in that town. They, they uh, um, um, asked them to continue in the faith. They warned them that things are going to get hard. They, they've already experienced the hardship. And then they have this verse uh, 23 here that's really important for us right now. It says, when they, um, uh, Paul and Barnabas, had appointed elders in every church with prayer and fasting. They committed them to the Lord whom they had believed. They appointed elders in every church. All the churches that we know of in the New Testament had a plurality of elders. All, all, and so we are following suit with that. And then while we slightly modified the text, as we talked about this morning, we're going to commit them with prayer and feasting, not fasting. And then... Um, But we're going to commit commit, uh, Chris to the Lord in whom we have believed. And so um, with that understanding that our polity is based on our scripture understanding of how churches are to be led, we wanted to go through and just very quickly, what are the roles of an elder? What are they supposed to be doing? Uh, Other than being here on Sunday, what is it they do? And it's quite a lot. So the first one is here. We have five roles of an elder. The first one is the doctrinal role. Elders are responsible for the doctrine of a church. And we're talking about the local church here. That's us. And, and we have a statement of faith in our constitution. We have a membership, membership statement. We are to vet those. We are to see those. Our preaching and teaching. And the, and the responsibilities take three things. We are to declare what Paul called the whole counsel of God. Not just our little pet peeves or our little hobby horses. We're supposed to, that's why we preach expositionally through scripture. We preach through books of the Bible. So we make sure we cover it all. He's supposed, they're supposed to guard against falsehood. There's a lot of falsehood in the world. It's the elder's responsibility to say, that is really good truth. That is not. We need to warn you about that, both members and those outside the church. I mean, those outside the church community, with some teaching. And they, to model biblical truth, we're supposed to say, as Paul said, follow my example as I follow Christ. In other words, we're not just supposed to be uh, you know, we're supposed to not just uh, preach, we're supposed to walk a walk that you can say, I want, I want to be like them to the best of our ability. I want to be like them because they're doing their best in serving Christ and walking humbly with God. One verse, and there's many verses that we could look at. One verse, is, next slide, is in Titus 1.9. He, he's talking about an overseer or an elder. An elder must hold firmly to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. That's the first role. There's a doctrinal role. Elders are responsible for the teaching, preaching, and safety of the doctrine of the church. But there's other roles. The next one is the prayer role. Uh, Paul, uh, in the early church, Acts 6, the, the leaders of the church in Jerusalem said, we're going to give ourselves to prayer and ministry of the word. You guys take care of all the other stuff. We're going to focus on that. An elder is responsible to pray. He is supposed to pray regularly uh, and consistently. He himself should have a regular, consistent prayer life. And that should just be a part of who he is, how he he functions, not on just a weekly basis, but a day-to-day basis with the Lord. He's supposed to pray specifically. There are specific things, needs from people. When when they're back here, when people come up, I have this need, they pray specifically for things. We pray for our mission, that God would do certain things as a church. It's not just a general, hey, Lord, bless us. It's, hey, Lord, we want to lift up these people or this situation and ask your work in that thing. And the last one is to play prayer coordinated with others as part of our prayer team, as part of our praying together, as part of our congregational prayer. It's that we, he's not just on his own, but he's, he's praying with the other elders. He's praying with other people, and that's a regular part of what they do. So prayer is the second role, and those are the corresponding responsibilities with that. There's the third role. The third role, Oh, there's a scripture with that. Uh, you, he, Paul says, you also must help us by prayer. So he's, he's saying, hey, we need you to pray so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessings granted us through the prayers of many. It's not just the elders praying or just the leaders praying. It's everybody. Paul is saying, I need, and he said this in numerous places. Paul frequently asks people to pray for him. You pray for us and God's going to bless it. And everybody's going to say, hey, look, everybody's praying. We need to move on. Shepherding role. They keep watch over themselves and the people. Keeping watch. There's danger. There's things in the community, things in the culture. Keep watch. Are people healthy? Uh, caring for people. You know, people hurt. People struggle. People need a shepherd to come alongside them sometimes and say, hey, we need to help you either mature or heal or get reconciled, whatever. They need to care for those people. they it's managing the affairs of the church, something that's overlooked. Somebody's got to make sure the bills get paid. Somebody's got to make sure the r- roof doesn't leak. Those kind of things are logistics uh, you know, uh, that happen. And the elders are responsible. They don't have to do it all. They have to make sure it gets done. We're stewards of what God has given us, both in our budget and our property and our relationships. And then also the cultivate peacemaking and resolving conflict. This one is saying we know that we live in a world of conflict, both personal, family, and cultural, and church. We are want, Elders are to be quick to come in and help resolve those things. We're not going to just fix it for you. But our goal is to help you work through reconciliation, both between yourself and the Lord, yourself and your family, yourself and others. So we're going to coach you. We're going to help you through that process. Shepherding knows that there's conflict. We don't deny it. We're going to deal with it. That's the third role. There's a fourth role. The fourth role is the missional role. Professing the Great Commission. In Acts. Um, excuse me, Matthew 16, where Peter says, Jesus said, Who do the people say that I am? Who do you say that I am? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's our goal is that we help people to see that he's the Christ, the son of the living God. Obeying the great commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. The first two commandments. And the last one is the great commission. And that is uh, to go, go and make disciples of all nations. Those are the things. That's the mission. Now, if, if you're familiar with Red Sea, that should not be a surprise. We don't use that necessarily that language very often, but we use the next one. We use that language. Those are the same things. The Great Confession is the draw to Christ. The Great, command, the great Commandment is developing community, and the Great Commission is deploying the culture. That's our mission. Elders are to re- make the responsibility that we, as individuals, families, and as a church, stay on mission. We're doing what God has called us to do. And then we have another role. Excuse me. Um, yeah, okay, another role. I understand that. I, was, I, I expected to have a verse in there, so it's okay. Um, development role. So one of the other things of elders is, is not just that we're the leaders who take care of everything and and, just, and then we just, hey, when, as you've experienced at Red Sea, when Sean left, we didn't go out and hire a new pastor. Our, our theology and our commitment is to raise up leaders from within the congregation. Okay, that's harder to do, by the way. So that's the development role of elders. That's what we, Billy, Josh, and I did it, uh, and Josh and I have been working on it. We're still working on it. Chris isn't the only one in the queue. He's not the only one we're working with, but right now he's the, uh, the one that we want to acknowledge. He's reached a point where we need his help to, to, to work with us in that capacity. So it's to make disciples, to make sure everybody is on mission. Everybody here is a disciple of Christ, a follower of Christ. The second one is to train for ministry. There's different aspects of it. There's deacons, deaconesses, home community leaders, all that stuff. How do we train people to move the next forward? And then the last one is to call into leadership. When we see people who step up and are responsible and mature, we say, hey, you know what? We want to invest in you, but we also need you to turn around and invest in other people. Do I have a verse for this one? We do. Okay. Second Timothy two 2.2. And this is Paul to Timothy. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust the faithful men who are able to teach others also. There's four generations in there. Paul invested in Timothy, who's going to invest in somebody else, who's going to invest in somebody else. And that's what elders do. So those are the five basic roles and responsibilities of an elder. Now I'm going to ask Josh to come up, and he's going to share a little bit more.
0: Uh, back in 2011, uh, we began to have this conversation uh, Royce uh, and Sean began to have the conversation with me and, and Billy about uh, joining Red Sea as elders. Um, and at the time, uh, Red Sea did what I think many churches do when it comes to leadership development. They looked around the room and they chose two people who they felt were qualified or could be qualified very soon. Okay? So when it comes to, to making disciples, and particularly leaders in most churches... Leadership development is looking around the crowd for qualified men to lead, okay? We decide, and, and so they did that. They looked around Red Sea. They chose me and Billy. We had both pastored before in the past. We would both been in the ministry. And they said, hey, these two guys uh, are something we can work with. And, uh, and they installed us on June the 4th of 2011. It's a long time ago. And we haven't installed any elders since June 4th of 2011 why did we wait seven years? Why, why was it me and Royce for the last five uh, together? Because a part of our philosophy was to make disciples, to qualify men, to raise up leadership, not to go and seek it, not to try to talk it to coming in here, but to do exactly what Jesus did, take the time Have the right conversations. Let the process of sanctification work itself through. Chris was here in in 2011, seven years ago. So over the last seven years, we've been very intentional in all of the conversations that we've had. And it was a process of both truth and grace. There were things that needed to be learned. There were things that needed to be not only learned but evidenced out in the life. He needed grace. He needed relationship and conversation. We had to talk through and process through a lot of things. We had to dig deep into his heart and see what was in there and, and get it to come out. And over that process, Chris became qualified. I, that should bring encouragement to all of us. That, that you know, <laughs> that, that that's what we're here to do. That's what it means to raise up leadership. And, uh, and it, it won't always take seven years. Uh, it's not that it did in your case. Well, it took Chris seven years. Hopefully it won't take the next guy as long. Um, a part of it was us working through eldering and what it means to elder. Me and Royce have had a lot of conversations over the years uh, with this philosophy of ministry. So, so this is a momentous day for us as a church. We have not just chosen an elder. We have made an elder. Praise God, right? God has made an elder at Red Sea. So that that we did something that some churches, ne- that many churches never do, uh, and we want to keep doing that. So we're excited about continuing this process of uh, of walking and raising up leadership in this church. Um, uh, so I want to read First uh, Peter five one through five, which is kind of our t- key text for for eldering. It's up here on the screen, and this is Peter once again talking to those el- those groups of elders. Uh, he says, "So I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ." As well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. And this is what he calls the elders to. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you. Exercising oversight, not under compulsion. And, and then I love the, the contrast of words here. Not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, but e- gain, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you who are younger, this is now he's talking to all of the church, not just people who are younger than me and Chris, because that would only be about half the room here. Uh, but it, it's it's all of us. It says, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourself, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Uh, I love the amount of times that the, the language that, Paul, that uh, Peter chooses here is one of humility. It's not about domineering. It's not about having the loudest personality or the most drive. We believe that's an important gifting. But it's about, it's about humbling yourself and, and submitting yourself. Uh, and then I, I love just the contrast of, of those words there. He says, I want you to shepherd, which means to, to exercise oversight, but then to, not under compulsion, but willingly, not for shameful gain, but eagerly not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples uh, to the flock. When someone becomes an elder here at Red Sea, we give them something really unusual um, that I haven't seen anywhere else. We give them a, a weight. It really is. It's, it's a, a big, shiny block of steel because that represents the reality of what it means to exercise oversight. It is, it is a, a weight. And when I was given this weight seven years ago, to be honest, I was like, I don't really get it. Like, I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. But having done this for seven years, uh, the reason this is such a really good analogy uh, for eldering is because the role of an elder and the responsibility to exercise oversight will press on you, okay? And it will push on you to see what's on the inside. And what's on the inside will come out, <laughs> And those things of, of, uh, of domineering, uh, of, of doing something under compulsion, as eldership presses on you, it's going to show you what's on the inside. And sometimes those things are going to come out, and it's a part of God's process of sanctification. Uh, the, the weight has changed me, uh, it has sanctified me in a good way. It's been a really hard process. But we want to know what you're you need to know what you're getting yourself into here. Uh, it it is an amazing calling, but it never stops. You don't ever clock out. You don't ever get the clock in. It's just a, a a reality because being an example is just like parenting, right? Parents, we don't get the clock in and clock out. If they're conscious, you're parenting. You know, all of their life, and as an elder. You're an example. And, and so we are proud today to be able to put forward Chris as an example. We are saying, hey, Chris, this is heavy. Because we're saying, hey, church, what Chris is doing, we're all going to do. We're going to follow, we're going to follow Chris. Me and, me and Royce are going to follow you. And so we call you to lead well. So I'm going to invite you to, to waddle your way up here. I know it's going to take you just a just a second. I'm not going to give him this yet because we actually have a, a commission that we're going to do. Uh, but I wanted to give Chris an opportunity uh, just to share uh, kind of what's on his heart, uh, his journey of, of becoming an elder. Uh, would you like this in the stand? Or would you? Can you hold it? You got a one, arm, one good arm there? All right. Well,
2: uh, man, it is a weight. I remember... Uh, Part of when Josh got installed as an elder, and they gave, gave the weight, and then a few years ago, we did um, something with the men at church, RET, Relational Elder Training, and they gave us a mini version as well, and part of what they talked about is that the weight of eldership, which Josh was saying, is going to show what comes out of you, but it's also how you hold that weight up, and how you rely on God for that, and um, even just coming up to this time, I've, I've experienced that in my own life, just that weight, and th- that pressing down on you, and, and relying on God, and... and um, I mean, to be honest, often over these last couple of years, I felt like what's squished out has been poop, um, hasn't been, been good stuff. But that is, that's also the importance of the church and importance of you as family, is that when we're struggling and we're in those times and we're, we're trying to be faithful and we're striving to, to do what God is calling us to do, and what we feel like is coming out as poop is for the family to come around us and, and be encouraging and uplift us and say, hey, what's coming out isn't poop. You're, Satan is, is attacking you and you're, you're being attacked because you're being faithful, but, but God is working in you in an amazing way to, to build you up and to also to bless the church and to bless the body. And so um, I think that's important for us to remember, not just myself in this time of, of stepping into this role, but all of us, we're all going to encounter struggles as we strive to, to live in such a way that glory, glorifies God. We, as, as, as men and women, are image bearers of Christ, and there's a weight to that, and there's a responsibility. And the way that we know how to image Christ is through Scripture, and through seeking after his word, and making his word known in our hearts, and making his word known to the people, to the church, and to um, to the world. And so there's a weight to that, um, not just to us as elders, but to all of us who believe and who profess faith in Christ. And so uh, we're all here to, to do that together. We're all here to carry that weight together, and we're all here to be a family, to lift one another up, and to speak truth, and to um, display grace, and mercy, and love to one another, but also to um, to call each other out sometimes when we see that we're not walking in that, and so there's there's an amazing weight, but there's also a beauty to that. And I'm just amazed at how God is, has faith, been faithful and continues to work in that journey uh, in my life, but also in the lives of those here in this church and in this place. And so,
0: okay, I'm going to invite uh, the elders and uh, Anne and you, you guys, wanna, and Theo and Everett. You guys are welcome to come join us if they want to. It's up to them. Jamie, yep, you get to come too. Uh, so I'm gonna uh, uh, give this to Chris. I'm gonna um, actually, do you want me give it to Anne? Or,
2: okay.
0: Uh, and I'm gonna use uh, First Peter as our um, our, our installing uh, verse here, and kind of make it make it personal uh, for Chris and for us as a as a church. Um, so, uh, So, Chris, I exhort you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that's going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock, and when the chief shepherd comes, when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Uh, likewise, uh, Red Sea, be subject to Chris. Clothe yourself, all of us, with humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Let's pray together.
1: Our Heavenly Father and gracious Lord, we thank you so much for what we have in Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you have uh, gone before us in what it means to be a shepherd. That's why the Ephesians, uh, First Peter passage calls you the, the um, chief shepherd. We know, Lord, that someday you have, will return, but, and before that you have set an example. We pray that, uh, that Chris and Josh and I and others, but Chris right now, will keep his eyes on the sufferings of Christ, knowing that that suffering was for him, drawing him to himself. We also pray that his eyes not only look back to the cross and the, and the resurrection, but also look forward to that someday um, you will come again, the chief shepherd, and that he, had, he would have spoken and lived and prayed and, and been on mission in all the different ways you've called him. Not perfectly, never perfectly, but patiently and persistently and diligently and humbly, as the passage says, because you oppose the proud including proud elders, and especially proud elders. But that may he have his eyes on that day, that as he stewards his responsibilities, his family, all the things that he has, that he would do it in a way that knowing that he will receive a crown, a crown that when you say, well done, good and faithful servant, and he will be joined with others, not just other elders, but other believers who've walked with you and, and suffered for you and been bold in their proclamation of the gospel, and he will join that crowd in some days celebrating for eternity the glorious preciousness of your grace and your kindness towards us in Christ. Strengthen him, equip him. May he walk as, uh, in, the, in the awareness and the empowering of your Holy Spirit on a day-to-day level. And may, that be, he may, may he always become more and more attuned to what you're doing in and through him. We also pray for the burdens that this puts on Anne and, and Theo and Everett and that the the demands on him, uh, it's it's a 24-7 thing, that you just sustain her, strengthen her and the kids, and may she be bold when she needs to, to tell Chris to pull in the reins and and, uh, be where he needs to be in the family um, and church other times, and may she have the strength to do that, and your spirit also empower her to this role too. We thank you, Lord, for all these things in your precious and glorious name. Amen. What we're going to do now is we're going to do a slight modification of that, of that passage we, that we, I read, Acts fourteen twenty three. We have commissioned him on, in the name of the Lord. Uh, we are now going to celebrate with some prayer. We just prayed. I'm going to pray for our meal, and then we're going to do some feasting. Uh, I, want, I would encourage you, if you're a member of Red Sea, to uh, welcome Chris to the eldership. Also, welcome our new members. Um, and we will enjoy some time of of food. Am I forgetting anything? That's it. Okay. Oh, yes. Um, To eat, a requirement for you to eat is that you actually drag a chair back to sit in to eat, okay? We said membership is arduous. That's it, okay? Okay. Um, Okay, let me pray for our meal, and then we'll... go. uh, Bring your chairs back, find a place, and we'll, get, we'll sit, sit down. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this food. We thank you for what we've experienced here today, new members joining the church, uh, new elder being installed. We, ex- we acknowledge your faithfulness, your working in us and through us, and we just thank you for it. We pray that during this mealtime we can not just enjoy food, but we can enjoy conversation and that your Holy Spirit would guide those. We'd encourage each other and bless each other as we need as a family. We thank
0: you in your precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Red Sea Church. If you would like more information about Red Sea, including more audio messages, please visit us at www.redseachurch.org or contact us at info at redseachurch.org.